Hello guys and welcome to Hudson La Liga, 16th match day. We have football every single day this week in Spain, Copa del Rey, La Liga, Real Madrid Athletic. We had also very good games uh, the past weekend and we have very good games the following one. And we have, of course, Alvaro Romeo to analyze all 10 games. How are you, Alvaro? Very well, Edu. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been great to, to see that, you know, Spanish uh, clubs are scoring more goals lately, as I said a couple of weeks ago. That Copa del Rey is still presenting really, really nice games uh, between teams with, of the small tires against the, the top flight teams. And also, I think that this uh, game week is going to be quite affected by the Champions League action of next midweek, because there are four teams that they aren't qualified yet for Spanish teams. And the other one who is already qualified, Real Madrid, they still have to fight for the first spot with Inter Milan. So I think that that is going to affect a little bit the big teams this week. Exactly. And we have Sevilla-Villarreal, for instance, a clash between two Champions League teams. So let's go and analyze all 10 games. Remember, guys, ask any question to Alvaro or leave your comment below. And, of course, press on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Now, let's go on with the show. I'm happy to say that now Real Madrid is seven points ahead in the table because on Wednesday they beat Athletic Club. They have one more game that, uh, than Atletico de Madrid. And we have, for instance, Real Sociedad Real Madrid. But this is on Saturday evening. The first game is for the relegation battle. Álvaro, on Friday we have Granada Alaves. Another surprise. This Granada is uh, a team. That is very difficult to trust and I don't know why are they favorite actually to beat Alaves. Uh, they got a draw. This is a great uh, result in uh, San Mames. But Alaves, despite the defeat against Celta, that at least uh, I didn't expect, it was the first defeat after five uh, undefeated games, Alvaro. And I think Alaves is a better team than Granada. Yes, I think so. I think that they are now, even though Granada wasn't bad against Athletic Club Bilbao the other day, I have to say, Athletic got a draw, but Granada put a fight. I really like Luis, Luis Suárez at Granada, not the Uruguayan, the other Luis Suárez, the other uh, striker of La Liga, who is quite capable, I would say. And uh, Alaves is in, a, in an all-right run. Uh, it's true that uh, they lost in the last game. That's uh, unquestionable and uh, the results are there. They lost against Delta at home. Uh, that was a nail-beating game. But if you check, for example, the last five games, Alaves has uh, uh, gotten eight points out of 15, which is a really good turnout still. I think that Alaves is a slightly favorite than Granada. But for this game, it's quite a tough one, I will say. Uh, I'm trying to reckon my brains because Granada to win pays 266. Uh, at the end of the day, is a team winning at home. But the Asian handicap zero for Alaves is something that I like better here. So basically, if they win, you win your bet. And if they draw, you get a stake refund, which is always nice to get back, right? So an Asian handicap zero for Alaves pays 213. I think that is my favorite one here, considering how consistent Alaves has been this defensively lately. I like actually that two teams that are very balanced. Uh, it's good to go with the higher odds with Asian handicap zero in this in this case for the away team Deportivo Alaves. Then on Saturday we have an amazing Saturday actually in La Liga. All four great games started at aperitivo time, 1 p.m. in Spain. We have uh, Sevilla or 2 p.m. We have Sevilla, Villarreal, two Champions League teams. As you mentioned before, Álvaro, both are going to keep an eye 
on the Champions League because they have to win to qualify. Sevilla, they are playing in Salzburg, Villarreal in Bergamo against Atalanta. And concerning La Liga, Sevilla coming from a defeat at Bernabeu, but playing really well. But with Villarreal, another defeat against Barcelona, I think is more concerning seeing Villarreal in the middle, lower part of the table at this stage of the season. Yes, and I think that whatever happens in this game, Unai Emery is going to stay uh, with Villarreal for the key game against Atalanta. I think that whatever happens against Atalanta is going to define the season for Unai Emery. And maybe, you know, not qualifying for the next round in the Champions League has negative repercussions for Unai Emery. Uh, we say hello, by the way, to Andrillos, also to Sifelele uh, Anele, who are already with us. And uh, Edu, to be honest, about this game, I think that the Champions League has an impact, of course, because uh, both teams are going to be not thinking necessarily, but definitely being a bit cautious about not getting injuries uh, and all that, because in midweek, Sevilla will be playing against Salzburg. Sevilla has to beat them. Uh, Villarreal basically has to get at least a draw against Atalanta at Bergamo. So this is going to have an influence. Uh, for this game, I'm not exactly ready to go for the outright market. Uh, you know, the consumer's choice is there. You can go for whatever you want. Sevilla winning, Villarreal winning, a draw will give you a good money. I leave that to you. But for this game, I'm not going for the outright market. Seriously. If Sevilla wins, though, you duplicate your, your bet. If Villarreal wins, that pays four. So, you know, there is a lot of good value in there. Uh, the bookmakers have been quite generous. But I think that I'm going to go here for the both teams to score. That pays 193. I believe that Villarreal can do it, especially now that Gerard Moreno is back, their best scorer last season. Gerard Moreno, by the way, scored in the cup in midweek, which is always good. It's great for Spain, for Villarreal to have Gerard Moreno back. And, you know, I think at Sevilla, they've got the capability to score goals at home, so both teams, both teams to score is good. And I like as well, if you want to squeeze a bit more value for your money, the over 2.5 goals, that pays 210. Mm, you see goals, I tend to actually... To agree with Andrillos to go for under, seeing uh, how these teams can keep an eye on the Champions League and they are not free-flow scoring, neither Sevilla nor Villarreal. Sifel is going for a first-half draw. And welcome also Shubas from Nepal. This is a tough one, actually. Sevilla-Villarreal uh, with good odds for the outright market. Then we have Barcelona-Betis. Barcelona with Xavi Hernández, two games, two victories against Villarreal and Español, both with uh, some controversy, let's say, with the referees uh, suffering also in both games. But the important thing is that they are getting the points. Barcelona also have a crucial game in uh, Munich. And Betis Álvaro, they are getting lately good results, but when they are playing against top teams this season in La Liga, they are not giving their best. Uh, do you like these low odds actually for Barcelona? I don't think we should go for Asian handicap with these uh, problems for scoring for Barca. Yeah, I know. I know. I think Barcelona uh, have a problem with the scoring goals. I think that with Xavi, they are always looking for the second goal once they score the first. With Ronald Koeman, it was a little bit more like, okay, if we happen to score the first goal, then let's keep it like this. And I think with Xavi, Barcelona has been more ambitious, but still, they haven't found the second goal. Uh, at least they didn't find it against the uh, Espanyol. They didn't find the goal alone against Benfica. And then against Villarreal, yes, they scored in the last minute of the games. Uh, they managed to, to defeat Villarreal in the last minutes of that game. But I think Barcelona 
en Villarreal, pero Dios me di chance sin dar que Manny could have been easily a 3-4 for Barcelona or a 2-4 for Barcelona. And I think that Xavi, eh, Xavi's Barcelona played really, really well el Madrigal, eh, especially in the first half. This has been a good big week for Barcelona and for Xavi because they have had time to train. Eh, Barcelona was eh, exempt from playing cup football because they are playing the Super Cup and it goes like this in the Spanish eh, cup format. Eh, I think that... Mm, Barcelona is having a problem with the scoring. We all know about that. The numbers are there. Uh, but having Dembele back is going to help a little bit because he generates an unbalance in the opponent's defense. And this is very important too. Memphis is uh, scoring goals even though he's not particularly challenging his own XG because uh, he's missing many chances. But Memphis is scoring goals. So I think Barcelona could win the first half here. That is one of my favorite odds. Barcelona to win the first half. In fact, Um, with Xavi, they have never scored in the first half. Uh, this is something that has happened in three games. So I think that four games without scoring in the first half for Barcelona, that will be a little bit strange. So I think it's time for Barcelona to score in the first half and to win the first half. Uh, that pays two. And as I said, and as you said, uh, Betis, they have been a little bit weak against the, the better side, against the Atlético de Madrid, against Sevilla, even though there is the caveat of the sending off of one Betis player in the first half against Sevilla, but still, they haven't been able to win the victims, uh, Betis. So I'm going to go for that one. And also the Asian handicap minus three in corners for Barcelona, considering they are playing at home, considering they are attacking more, is something I like as well here. And I'm going to keep that one for the ACA. That pays 213. All that said, I would like to praise Juanmi because he scored three goals the other day against Levante and uh, he has scored already eight goals for Betis this season. That makes him the best top scorer, uh, the, no, sorry, the best scorer of Betis in this competition. But as I said before, Barcelona to win the first half and Asian handicap corners minus three for Barcelona are my favorite bets. Pellegrini was very happy with his team after coming back actually against Levante. And if we check the standings, Betis are fifth in the table. I think yeah. that's great. And probably we don't pay as much attention as we should. Also, they are alive in the yeah, uh, Europa League. Edward, can I say something about Pellegrini very quickly? The other day, Pellegrini played his fifth hundred game in Spanish football. He's got a winning percentage of uh, over 48%, uh, which is good. And he has always qualified his side for Europe, with the exception of the 2010-2011 season when he, he took over Málaga in the middle of the season. So full praise for Pellegrini as well. He's doing a great job at, at Betis. He is. Actually, uh, Subas is uh, also highlighting the good odds, of course, if you go for Betis for a double chance, if you don't trust this Barcelona, it's uh, always a good idea. Then we have Atletico de Madrid, Mallorca, back-to-back -back victories for Atletico de Madrid in La Liga, Osasuna and Cádiz. We expected them to come back after the defeat in the Champions League, to bounce back, and they did it in uh, the Carranza in Cádiz. Another team that they have a difficult trip to Porto in the Champions League. And uh, Mallorca is a team that is not performing really well. Alvaro, lately, they are not scoring goals. We saw a really bad uh, football game against uh, Getafe. And they are winless in the last seven games. So probably Atletico won't shine, but we should expect them to win and probably back to win to nil. No, maybe, perhaps, again. 
That could be, yeah. Win to nil for Atletico de Madrid is something that could appeal me here. Uh, let's uh, say something about winning to nil. Surprisingly, the team that has won to nil more in this season is Real Sociedad. They have done it seven times. Really, when I was preparing this show, I was very impressed by that. But yeah, this is the way it goes. Atletico to win to nil here pays 195. Is decent money. It's not great money, considering that Atletico this season is not winning to nil so easily. And I think that one of the main problems of Atletico de Madrid is the quality of the center backs. I think that Savic, Jimenez, or whoever plays there is not as good as uh, Godin and Miranda Huerta. For example. But anyway, talking about Mallorca, this is very interesting. Mallorca is a club that I like the way they play, I like their proposition, but they haven't won in the last two months. Basically, they got two wins in August and one in October. This is the run of Mallorca coming into this game against Atlético de Madrid at Wanda Metropolitano. Um, they drew nil-nil with Getafe in the last game. They got a minus eight in the goal difference, but I would like to say something here. That sounds like Mallorca is not a good defense, but actually they considered six against Real Madrid in a very bad day of Mallorca. Without that game against Real Madrid, and I know that this is playing a little bit like fantasy, uh, without that game against Real Madrid, Mallorca could have one of the good defenses. It would be only a minus two uh, in the goal difference, but the problem is that that day against Real Madrid, they were terrible. What I want to say with all that is that Mallorca is not that bad, actually, uh, for a team that has been just relegated. When it comes to Atlético de Madrid, they are playing against Porto in Dragao. This is a key game for Atletico. A key mm -hmm. game for Atletico. The good thing for them is that Marco Llorente is, Marcos Llorente is back and he's showing a good form. The bad thing for them is that I believe that Coque is jaded, is tired, and himself alone is not a holding midfielder and Atletico is suffering from that. For this game, I think that over 2.5 goals is something very appealing. Atletico playing at home. They are scoring a decent amount of goals this season. In the last game, they scored four. Uh, that will pay 2-0-2. Atletico over 2.5 goals. And the Asian handicap corners, again, is something that I back here. Minus three for Atletico de Madrid. That pays 195. I guess they will attack more. And I guess that they will take more corners. I'm really looking forward already to watching the Champions League next week. Atletico de Madrid and under 3.5 goals for Simon, also for Andrillos under 2.5 goals. And Ankur, unfortunately, Rafa Nadal is not even ready to play tennis. Let's hope he's back soon in the tennis court. So also he will be supporting Mallorca as a Real Madrid fan, actually. As uh, Rafa Nadal is talking about Real Madrid, they are traveling to San Sebastián in Anoeta. Crucial game, this one again for the uh, title race. Actually, the calendar is so tight that in three days, Sevilla, Athletic, Real Sociedad and Inter and then Atlético de Madrid. So Real Madrid have the tourmalet actually in these weeks. Suffering, not playing well, a bit lucky probably. Courtois saving Los Blancos, Benzema, Vinicius, whatever, Álvaro, but... Seven points ahead and Real Sociedad, they are not in their best, of course, in this season. They struggle to score a lot. Uh, one nil defeat against Espanyol, goalless draw against Valencia. They also have an important game, actually, in Europa League to qualify. What do you expect here? Well, uh, let's start by Real Sociedad. Uh, seven teams have scored more goals than them. But I was saying before, when I was talking about Atlético de Madrid, Real Sociedad has uh, achieved seven wins to nil this season, which is something that we wouldn't necessarily attribute or link Real Sociedad with, with winning to nil. So the defense is working very well for them. The problem for Real Sociedad is that 
this season they have had many players in the sidelines. I think that Imanol has never been able to uh, put on the field his best uh, lineup uh, for this game, for example. Two key players are missing, Merino and Silva. And these are not just two players missing. These are two players missing in the same position. So all the creative responsibility of Real Sociedad relies on Merino and Silva, David Silva, and both are out. And, uh, you know, this is going to be difficult to handle for Real Sociedad. I'm sure that they will play with the fast wingers like Januzai, like Barrenechea, but the creation, the creation is uh, non-existing for Real Sociedad in this game, which, by the way, Real Sociedad is playing to qualify in the Europa League next Thursday against mm -hmm. PSV in Doven. Real Sociedad hasn't beaten this season the top teams. They lost against Barcelona. They didn't beat Atletico. They didn't beat Sevilla. They didn't win the Basque Derby either. Uh, I think that the injury list has an impact in the results, of course. But I think that this is a team made to win the winnable games. And then they, when they play an opponent at their level, then they suffer a little bit. When it comes to Real Madrid, I think that if they win this game, they're going to make a big statement in La Liga because they will leave Real Sociedad, I think, at 10 points behind already. And that is quite a lot, considering that Real Sociedad has been topping the table or neighboring the first place in La Liga. I think that Real Madrid was slightly lucky against Athletic Club Bilbao. Athletic deserved more, but Thibaut Courtois was sensational, was sensational, and he saved so many chances from Athletic Club Bilbao. Real Madrid also has to be thinking about the Champions League because they will be playing against Inter, and Real Madrid knows that they need, they need a draw to come, up, uh, to come out as first qualified Inter group. So for this game, I think that I could go for the under 2.5 goals. Uh, that pays 2 or 3, considering that Real Sociedad at home, they are quite good defensively. Uh, and the draw is probably my favorite thing here. That pays 3.62. I can imagine Real Sociedad just getting a point against Real Madrid, because, as I said before, both teams they will be thinking as well in their European duties, and maybe a draw is something that Real Sociedad and Real Madrid could do with. I think that that would be a good scoreline for both. I actually like as well the draw. Uh, last season we saw a goalless draw and also uh, Andrillos is going for a goalless draw. This is very likely. Seeing not many goals, under 2.5 goals, under 2 goals in Anoeta. I think that's very likely. And I think Alvaro, actually, Real Madrid, uh, the rival for La Liga is Atletico, the one that they have to yeah. pay attention. But uh, let's see what happens uh, before the winter break because. It could be a big statement, although Real Madrid look a little bit tired. Then, on Sunday, we have Rayo Vallecano Español. Very good odds if you trust the best team at home so far in La Liga, actually. Rayo Vallecano, odds 2.3 for the uh, team trained by Iraola. They even got a draw in a difficult game and stadium, as in Valencia. Álvaro, Español, they are very good when they are playing at home, but away... They've only got uh, three points so far this season, two newly promoted teams, and we have to say that uh, compared to other competitions in La Liga, the newly promoted teams are doing great, and this is an example, actually. Absolutely, and uh, it is very nice to see that uh, Rayo Vallecano, Español, Mallorca, despite having been in the second division, they come to the top flight, and they are playing uh, with confidence. Uh, look, this game, for me, it's very one-sided in a way, and I know that only four points separate Rayo and Español, and I know that Español in La Liga is doing very well this season. What can I say about Rayo? They haven't said already. I mean, they have been in an excellent form as well. But this game, 
is putting face to face two teams that are very strong at home. If we only take the results at home alone, Rayo will be topping La Liga table. And Espanol, if we only take their home results, they will be in the Champions League as fourth qualified. But away from home, Espanol has been so bad that they will be in the relegation zone if we only took the results on the road. So for this game, of course, I have to back the team who plays at home, and this is Rayo Vallecano. They got seven wins this season, Rayo Vallecano, and six of them are at home. And four of those wins are with an Asian handicap of minus one or more. Rayo Vallecano has been very solid at home, and they've been doing the job pretty well. And uh, Espanol, you know, away from home, they haven't been great. And they are as well, uh, generally speaking, a little bit of a hit and miss. They've got five wins this season, five throws, and five losses. So, you know. I think Rayo Vallecano has the upper hand for this game. Rayo to win. That pays 223. I also, I also like the Asian handicap minus one for Rayo Vallecano, 365. You know, there is an element of uh, risk in there, but the return is fantastic. That pays 365. Mm, that looks good. Uh, seeing Rayo Vallecano's form when they are playing in Vallecas, when they are playing at home, uh, then we have two teams that are struggling. Elche. Cadiz, this is a massive game for the relegation battle. Elche, they have a new manager. They have Francisco. They drew against Osasuna. Seven winless games for them. And Cadiz, Álvaro, they are also very concerned. They were thrashing the last two games, conceding eight. Difficult to pick up a winner here. When it's difficult, we always go for the draw because we yeah. get always good revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what can I say? Let's just start with Cadiz. I mean, they, got, they have conceded eight in the last two games. It's true that, you know, one of the games was difficult against Atletico de Madrid. And the goal they scored against Atletico is one of the weirdest goals I've ever seen by Chocolozano, by the way, you have to see it. Uh, but yeah, Cadiz has been a little bit uh, disappointed this season. Last year, they started very well in the competition and uh, then they deflated. But this season, they started very slow. And they only got two wins, one against Delta and another one against Athletic Club Bilbao, surprisingly, at San Mamés. When it comes to Elche, well, they got two points of the last 15, which is pretty much nothing. Um, Elche won a game in September, a game in October. They are winless in November. Coming into December, they, I think that they, they are a shadow of the team that they thought they could be. Uh, considering that they started the season drawing with Atletico La Bilbao, considering they signed Pastore. So for this game, I'm not going to, you know, make it too complicated here. I think that Elche Cadiz, a draw, that's good enough. Uh, the draw will be paying 326. I think that this is a very reasonable, um, reasonable return for your money. And if you go to the total goals, maybe... Under two goals, that pays 189. I could be ready to back that as well. But as I said, the draw, I like it a lot here and it pays a very good money. Yeah, both teams to lose. <laughs> Selling us. Oh, yeah. Anchor, that would be, it's, it's like Mallorca-Getafe, actually, the previous weekend. That was something that I would never recommend it to a friend to watch. Uh, was a goalless <laughs> draw, so probably we should go for the I, same. Put I some like money in this one. game or skip it because... Yeah. I mean, this might be a torture for you. Then we have another uh, tough game, I would say. Levante-Osasuna. Levante, they are 
that bad. They haven't won, I think it's 22 games. Now that they fired the coach, the, the manager, three managers, they, they fired this week the whole uh, managerial team because they are unable to win, not even taking the lead as it happened against Betty. So Javier Pereira won't be on the bench. A good opportunity for Osasuna finally to win a football game after six winless games. It was a team that was very good, actually, Alvaro, when they are playing on the road. Actually, they are fourth when they are playing away. I know. Uh, I, I like Osasuna, Osasuna, generally speaking. I think that Arrasate has uh, created a very combative, uh, combative uh, team. Uh, I don't like Levante at all, to be honest. I had some expectations with them because I believe that when all the players are ready, uh, they... They have a certain firepower, they've got a certain quality, but you know, that uh, quality, that firepower is not manifesting itself this season. Levante hasn't won a game since a victory against Eibar back in April. So yeah, what can we say uh, about them? They sack Paco, who is one of the best managers in Levante's history. They got Pereira. Pereira lasted pretty much a month in the team. He's been sacked again. And now Kiko Catalan, the sporting director of the club, is looking for a manager. Uh, he's hard, basically, he's rushing to find a manager. Um, Levante is looking very bad this season. And it could be a real shame that they get relegated, but they look doomed. Seriously, they do. They do. They do. And I think that they've got some financial issues as well. Uh, when it comes to the financial control, they cannot spend a lot of money in winter. So it's, it's looking very tough for them. Uh, when it comes to Osasuna, well, um, I think that them to win away is something that I could back, even though uh, I will do it, but at the same time, I will be like, mm, maybe I risk too much. That pays 3.05, but, uh, you know, Osasuna winning away is something that uh, could happen for this game. But maybe my favorite bet here is the Asian Handicap Zero for Osasuna. That pays mm. 2.16, Osasuna on the road have been, you know, decent enough. And uh, the Asian Handicap Zero is something that uh, is not very... It's not very risky, considering that if they win, you win. And if they draw, you get a stake refund. So I'm going to back that one. Asian Handicap Zero for Osasuna. I really like it. This is a clear bet, in my opinion. I don't understand how Levante is favorite in a football game right now. They are terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go for sure for Osasuna, even if they disappoint us at the end. But uh, we have to back Osasuna. Then this is more difficult, actually. Celta. Valencia also felt a really favorite for this game and Valencia they are not bad. They got uh, three consecutive draws. They are very competitive. And but the thing is that uh, Celta they are in good form again. It's kind of up and down. They beat Alaves. I think these two teams are pretty much uh, similar this season. Álvaro, they have quality. They have uh, probably Valencia is more organized. Celta have more quality. Uh, I also kind of like the draw here. What do you expect in Balaidos? Yeah, uh, funnily enough, uh, you say that this game is going to be very, very tight. Carrying uh, my notes for the game, uh, I had something very similar written. Uh, they are identical. They, they've got identical runs. Basically, both got six points out of the last 15. Uh, I know that both have tough calendars as well. Mm, and uh, of course, I think that Celta and Valencia... They are in a situation in which both they would like to climb a little bit more on the table because they feel like they are better than what they have shown this season, especially Valencia, because they started very well. But let me go one by one. Uh, number one, Valencia has only four wins this season and three of them came in summer. Mm. That's quite a thing. I mean, considering that uh, they won two games in August, one in September, and then they beat Villarreal 
in October. But three of the four wins this season came in summer. That was a long time ago already. For this game, they've got a massive uh, absence, which is Gabriel Paulista. He's out for the game and he's, with no doubt, the best defender Valencia has. Uh, when it comes to Celta, uh, well, I think that Celta has a negative goal difference. That tells you a little bit that uh, it's a team that defensively they have been okay, but attacking, they, they haven't been good enough. They haven't been good enough, and we need the best version of uh, some players, like, for example, Thiago Aspas, because this season he has scored six goals. It's not a lot for him, considering that one of them is a penalty. Santi Mina, you know, he can be a little bit uh, inconsistent as well. He scored five goals this season, but uh, lately, uh, he has scored only one goal in November. So I think that Celta has a problem with the scoring. And they are slightly light. In my opinion, this is the problem with Celta. They don't have good centre-backs. The goalkeeper, Dituro, I'm not too sure about him. And then the holding midfield, yeah, is a, a little bit weak as well. And um, a little bit, uh, you know, leaky too. So for this game, I could back Valencia. I know that it sounds a bit crazy because they play away. But a double chance for Valencia pays 179. I don't think that this is so risky. A draw or a win will do for you. But my favorite thing here, and this is the most speculative bet I'm going to do probably in the whole month of December, is Valencia to score a penalty. Really, uh, let me tell you why. Because uh, Valencia, they play in a counter-attack style. Uh, they got one of the quickest players in La Liga, like Gonzalo Vedes. Uh, and they, they got two penalties in the last four games, Valencia. Uh, by the way, Carlos Soler scored them both. So, Valencia to score a penalty, I could take this one. I, that would be my lucky bet of the of the week, let's put it that way. But if you want to be more conservative, uh, you should back maybe a double chance for Valencia here. That pays 179. And the last game is uh, Getafe Athletic. Uh, Athletic, they lost against uh, Real Madrid. They are in a bad run. And I just uh, read, Álvaro, that Marcelino is the worst manager uh, in Athletic in the percentage of victories. This is very yeah. surprising, seeing how Athletic, they are still eighth in the table. They drew eight games. That's a lot. They have a problem, of course, uh, scoring, as we saw at Bernabeu. And Getafe, they are still picking points with Quique Sánchez Flores. And perhaps a victory can eject them from the relegation zone. Finally, this is kind of the games no, that they highlighted also as possible to win. Yeah, I guess that Getafe will consider this uh, a doable Athletic de Bilbao, especially because Athletic is not in a good run. Let me talk a little bit about Athletic first. It's true what you say about Marcelino. I think that winning the Super Cup uh, created hype around Marcelino that... Uh, Perhaps it was a little bit too much, considering that it was a Marcelino who qualified Athletic Club Bilbao, de Bilbao for, for the Super Cup. It was the previous manager, Gaisca Garitano. I think that the team uh, needs very urgently uh, a little bit of a shakedown in the starting lineup. I think that the likes of Sunset, for example, um, who else? Maybe Zárraga, but definitely Sunset. Uh, they should be starting more games. Villalibre, when he's back from his injury, I think that he should challenge as well Raúl García or Iñaki Williams. Because Raúl García and Iñaki Williams, yes, they have been phenomenal strikers at times for Athletic Club Bilbao, but at the minute they are not delivering. The defense is fantastic. The midfield mm, is not very creative. It all uh, relies on Iker Muniain and his link-up game. But up front, I think that Iñaki Williams has been in a bad run for a very long time. And it's time for him to be on the bench because Ojan Sanzet is playing much better than him. Against Real Madrid, however, they deserve to get a draw because they had many chances. Antibo Courtois was fantastic. When it comes to Getafe, 
you know, they got two wins in the last four games. And uh, one of them was very impressive uh, when they beat Espanyol 2-1. But the other one was even more impressive. Not because they beat uh, a very good opponent, beat Cadiz, but they beat Cadiz 4-0. So Getafe is really improving. For this game, I think the under 2.5 goals uh, should be something that interests me, but that doesn't give you a lot of uh, money for uh, your bet. And considering that Getafe is normally an, not a high-scoring team. They have scored only 10 goals this season, even though with Kike they are improving a lot. And considering that Athletic Club Bilbao is an excellent defense, they have conceded, defense, they have conceded only 11 goals, I could go here for the clean sheet for Athletic Club Bilbao. I'm not talking about the outright market. I'm not ready to tell or to say that Athletic Club Bilbao is going to win or that Getafe is going to win. I'm not ready for that. However, I'm ready to say that Athletic has a brilliant defense. Even Real Madrid didn't concede many chances against them. So, clean sheet for Athletic Club Bilbao, that pays 220. Let's go back to the basics and let's build up from there. That's what Marcelino probably is telling their players. All right, probably we shouldn't, ex we shouldn't expect uh, many goals. Actually, both teams to score no. No. Pace only 1.6. So, as yeah. you can imagine, the bookies don't expect many goals at uh, Coliseum Alfonso Perez on Monday. Then, Álvaro, I believe you nailed another ACA. That Two in a row. Two in a row, your nickname is uh, deserved, is well deserved for sure. So, let's listen to another ACA. Let's do it. Hopefully, not it easy, will happen. Eh? I mean, we are saying that it's not easy at all, as we see in other competitions, nailing the ACA. Congratulations. No, no. It's, uh, I take the compliments. I take the compliments. Uh, here, I'm going to go for the following Asian Handicap Corners minus three for Barcelona. They are playing against Betis at home. They will attack more. Asian Handicap Corners minus three for Atletico. They are playing at home as well against Mallorca, I believe. Rayo Español over two goals. And Levante, Osasuna, over two goals. That pays 11.51. Great. Since we have Asian handicaps and over two, actually, remember that if, uh, for instance, we see two goals in any of these games, just that bet is uh, nil, so you will get the money back from that uh, game. It will be out of your ACA. You can still win the ACA, by the way. Then, Álvaro, thank you. Uh, we have uh, many more games in La Liga, so we will see each other next week. Thanks, everyone, also, for being with us. And still leave your comments in the video. And, of course, uh, support us. Press on the like and subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get notifications. Álvaro, see you. Thank you. Take care, Edu. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.